0: Welcome to another exciting word from Pastor Ron Hammons, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Are you guys ready for the word tonight? All right, tonight we're going to be talking about unavoidable conflicts. Wow. Have you ever had a conflict? Have you ever had an argument, a fight? You know? Have you ever had uh, you know, um, a, a, a problem with somebody else? Have you ever had a problem that someone else caused and there was nothing you could do about it? And even though you didn't break it, you were a part of fixing it? Do you know that's one of the responsibilities we have as born-again believers? That's one of the responsibilities that we have as as, as being friends or being family. That many times we become responsible to fix something that we did not break. Many times we become responsible to enter into a a conflict. Responsible. Unavoidable. Unavoidable necessary unfortunate but yet we have to get involved such was the case 81 years ago today 81 years ago today on december the 7th 1941 early on a sunday morning the imperial japanese navy attacked the united states of america at Pearl Harbor Naval uh, Base, about 7:48 in the morning, on a Sunday morning, in Honolulu, Hawaii. It's very unfortunate, but it was a surprise attack. 2,403 Americans were killed that morning. 1,178 others were wounded. It was an unprovoked attack, but it awakened America to a realization that conflict was unavoidable. We had been avoiding conflict as much as possible for the previous three years. Conflict in Europe was ongoing, and, and we were being encouraged as, 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 as a nation, as a strong nation, to get involved. And we didn't want to get involved. There it was, it was a lot of mixed sentiment because of World War I and where it left us and what it cost us and, 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 and our families. And, uh, you know, we didn't want to get involved. But on that morning, it became unavoidable. It became a realistic necessity. The following day, December the 8th, 1941, the United States of America declared war on Japan. Three days later, Germany and Italy on December the 11th declared war against the United States. And then all of a sudden on that same day, December the 8th, 81 years ago tomorrow, we declared war on Germany, Italy, Oh, December the 11th, Germany and Italy, along with December the 8th on Japan, and we entered into a world war. It was very sad. The unavoidable conflicts of World War II that occurred in Europe did not end until May the 8th, 1945. Our war with Japan did not end until September the 2nd. 1945 effectively all in all America fought just six days short of three years and nine months and although the United States of America and its allies officially won the war we all know that no one really wins in a war it is estimated between 70 and 85 million people Died as a direct result of World War II. Listen to me again. That was three percent of the population of the world at that time. And approximately sixty percent of those who died, as a direct result, whether it was from poisons or from the the, the bombings, the friendly fire, or if it was from diseases that that that, uh, that occurred, or or you know, as a direct you know. of the people who died in World War II were non-combatants, were civilians. People who were simply going about their everyday life. They didn't have a uniform on. They didn't have a gun in their hand. They weren't in what you would call the conflict, but yet they were. What a horrible, horrible time. People just going about their own business, just wanting to make a living, just wanting to raise a family, just wanting to enjoy their lives. You see, war is hell. And unfortunately, as history proves, you don't always have a choice whether you go to war or not. It's not always up to you. Some conflicts in life are unavoidable, and such was World War II such are some of the conflicts that perhaps you are facing or maybe you will face in the future what do we do when we approach an unavoidable conflict what does the bible tell us to do what is the course of our life what should we do what you know what would jesus do what would please us do you know every time that i study for a message to bring to our congregation to our to our online uh, uh, congregation and to those at large every time that I study and begin to prepare for a message I seek God to the point that I understand the subject or the topic or uh, you know the, the 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 moment whatever he wants to bring forward the message that the Holy Spirit wants to convey it's still you know uh, it it's amazing and a little sad to me that the message the Holy Spirit wants to convey tonight has to come through me that's 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 kind of odd to me but the Bible says it's through the foolishness of preaching that men are saved God has decided and it has always been this way that God calls men and women to stand up and to give a message whether it is Noah who was the preacher of righteousness and for 120 years preached get right with God even though there was not one convert yet he was chosen by God to preach preach the word and, and uh, since Noah the word has been preached and the Bible says it's through the foolishness of someone standing up with a message from God and sharing that message with others that God has decided to use that to save men and to change the course of this world we make a difference for God but the difference that I want to make I want to make sure that it's God making the difference and not just my strong opinion or not just some, uh, you know, uh, some momentary trend or, 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 or some political you know, high place. I want to make sure that I'm sharing what God wants. And so when the Holy Spirit gives me the topic, gives me you know, the, the message, the subject, I begin to study as he's leading me. I begin to research and I begin to look. And I begin uh, and, and, and I put as much information as I can together on that subject or that topic so that I can understand what God is wanting to say. So that I can get a handle on it so it's down on the inside of me. So that I can make sure that it is something that, is, that, that, that can be reasonably understood. Because it does not matter how much I say. It matters what you will take away. Do you know that you can get a CD or a tape or whatever generation you're from? I don't know. Uh, uh, let's go with CD, okay? Most people don't even have CD players anymore, but let's go with it. Uh, you, can, you, know, you can get it on your phone. You could go to Spotify or you can go to YouTube or, or whatever, and you can play a song or listen to a podcast And it does not matter how wonderful that song is. It does not matter how amazing it is. It doesn't matter how true it is. It doesn't matter what you're listening to. If you can't understand it, if it is scratchy or if it is, you know, if the speaker on your phone is broken and it's going. Or if you're listening on the radio and the radio is going in and out, in and out, in and out. And you're not, you know, you will reach up and turn that off not because it's not good but it's called because it's something that that doesn't sound good it can be the truth and you turn it off it can be something you need something you love and you turn it off because it's grating on you because it's irritating you you know i don't want to be the messenger i don't want to be the cd I don't want to be the radio station that's grating on someone because I can't deliver the message that God wants me to deliver. I don't want to grate on your ears and I want to make sense to you because it does not matter what I say. It only matters what you're going to take home. And I know tonight that the Holy Spirit wants to talk to us about unavoidable conflicts. And so when I went to the Word of God, after I get all the information that I can get and see if there's a way that I could reasonably present what the Holy Spirit is saying to me, and today was perfect because it was Pearl Harbor Day. So you can easily see there are times when conflict is necessary. Even though it will cost even though there will be casualties even though you might have to fight through something to get to something even though it's going to be hard you can clearly see that there are some conflicts that are necessary and unavoidable you cannot get to where you need to be without going through some conflict so it was perfect today whenever we talked about you know whenever i started studying unavoidable conflicts i thought whoa we could use pearl harbor to explain that and what a great day to do that but then after i'm finished with all of the stuff that makes sense to my head i take it and i throw it up against the word of god I look to make sure that every scripture that I can find confirms what it is that I want to say in a way that I'm wanting to say it to make sure I'm representing God with this topic and not my own opinion. Does this make sense? So... Today when I threw this up, this subject of unavoidable conflicts up against the Word of God and I look for examples from the lives of Bible characters to prove or disprove all the things I was considering saying and how I was going to say it, I realized that, that this message is clearly supported by the Word of God in story after story and Bible character after Bible character. And, and the Bible character that I chose today to prove this point and confirm this point is none other than jesus himself jesus um, is headed towards an unavoidable conflict won't you turn with me to the book of jude the book of jude is a is a very small book it's only one chapter and it is just in front of the book of revelation the book of Jude. And the book of Jude, uh, it's, I had already read it this morning. before I, I read the whole book before I even started praying and asking the Lord, what is it that you want me to share today? You know, and I had also read the book of Ephesians. And I had been through, Corinth, uh, not the whole book of Corinthians, but uh, several chapters in the book of Corinthians, just to, just to prepare myself early morning. And then, you know, began to pray and seek God. What is it that you want me to share, God? What is it that you would like me to share, Father? And, and, and uh, this is the verse. And I wasn't sure exactly uh, what, what this verse was pointing at. And so I went and studied uh, uh, this man's life as well. But uh, look in, in Jude, the first chapter, verse 14. We'll read verse 14 and 15. Now Enoch... The seventh from Adam, okay. Adam was number one, and Adam had a son, Seth, and it goes on down, Enoch, number seven. You remember Enoch. Enoch is the one who walked with God. Uh, the Bible in the Old Testament does not call him a prophet, and, and, uh, and uh, we, we yet know that this man walked with God because God took him. You know, He walked with God, he was a friend of God, and God took him. Now Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied about these men also, saying, listen to what Enoch said, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment on all, to convict all who are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have committed in an ungodly way, And of all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Wow, that's a lot of ungodliness, isn't it? In fact, do you know that there's so much ungodliness in the world, and especially in the last days that we are living in, and as the days continue, even more ungodliness will, will be perpetrated. But there's so much ungodliness in the world that there is an unavoidable conflict in God's future. An absolute unavoidable. Do you know that God has already seen the necessity and the reality of him having to go to war in his future? It's an unavoidable conflict. He actually has no choice. The evil that permeates this world and the prince of this world, Satan himself, has made this future conflict a necessity. The devil is the one who has caused all of the trouble and all of the atrocities that that we have ever known from killing of the innocent to the cruel torture of untold millions on a daily basis. The aggravations, irritations, frustrations of life uh, are ultimately laid at the devil's feet and even though he uses people to carry out his will uh, nonetheless we fight against principalities and powers and not against flesh and blood but so many of us wonder how these horrific things that we see every day in the news and all of the trouble that we face and the trials and the things we hear going on in the road how in the world can this go on much longer the unfairness and the injustice that we see on a daily basis pains our souls just this week there were things in the news and other situations i was made personally aware of that seem so unimaginable seem so unnecessary that that you know uh, nobody wins when someone else decides to to work with the devil to be selfish to act greedy to 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 commit murder to be cruel and unforgiving vengeful Yet each day, we hear of people who are evidently controlled by demons doing things that we cannot imagine, things that disrupt lives and destroy families. My prayer is that you might never be faced with an unavoidable conflict. My prayer is that you might never find it necessary to enter into the trouble that surrounds us in order to save your life, your sanity, or to save the precious lives of others that the devil desires to destroy. But at some point, most likely, it's going to be unavoidable that you stand up, that you speak up in some situation, realizing that when you do, please do it with sadness and not with gladness when it becomes necessary to enter into an unavoidable fray, an unavoidable fight, an unavoidable argument, an unavoidable situation that you know will have casualties whether it's relationships or you know personal hardships. Realize that You want to make sure that you are not displeasing God and that what you are doing, you are doing in a godly way. Asking yourself, what would Jesus do? What is He going to do? Why is He going to do it? As I said, my prayer is that you might never be faced with unavoidable conflict. But if you are, let me give you three things that I would like for you to consider this evening that I believe that the Holy Spirit has laid on my heart when faced with what you believe is an unavoidable conflict number one fight only as a last resort don't start arguments don't decide that that uh, that uh, that fighting and war and all of the all, all of the strongly verbalized opinions that you would like to get out of your head and into somebody else's head don't fight if there's any other way when all else has failed and don't fight when you're mad but make sure that it's not that you're mad it's that you're sad I've told a number of preachers something I heard years ago that impacted my life I have shared it with preachers through the years and I have no idea who the author of this was but it was said by one preacher, and I heard it at some point, that if you ever preach on hell, do it with a tear in your eye and not with a smile on your face. If you ever talk to someone about hell, don't do it as though that you're smirking or that you're hoping that somehow they would be found guilty on that day because of their sin or because of their, their uh, contribution, their horrible contribution to mankind. We should never enter into conflicts, happy that we're getting to go to war. Romans, the 12th chapter, in verse 18 says, If it is possible, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men, inasmuch as as it lies with you. Whatever you can do to keep from entering into conflict... Whatever you can do to keep from, from pushing the buttons, from going to war, from having to, to divorce, from, from having to tear your family apart, or fight over the children, or whatever else it might be, fighting over the assets whenever whenever a parent dies. Do you know how many families split over assets, over a car, or a house, or, or, or $300? No one wins in a war. We fight only as a last resort. And we fight only so long as we must fight. And when we get the chance, we stop. Number one, fight only as a last resort. Number two, fight honorably. (laughs) <laughs> uh, you know, let me throw this back to, to World War II for just a moment. You know, because Japan attacked the U.S. at Pearl Harbor in an unprovoked attack, in an, in an unannounced attack that violated every treaty and every agreement... Do you know it was considered a war crime at the end of the war? Do you know that more than 1,000 Japanese leaders and generals were executed for war crimes? Why? Because they did not fight honorably? Because there are rules even to fighting. I tell married couples when they come to see me and they talk about fighting, I said, okay, listen, there are rules, rights, roles, and responsibilities. When you're fussing and fighting, you need to obey the rules because you can hurt someone more than they can recover. You can destroy more than you can fix. You can break more than you can put back together. You need to realize that, that if you do end up ever needing to enter into a conflict, that you do it in an honorable way, that you don't do it in such a way that, 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 you, that you somehow vilify everyone else and seek to destroy them and uh, just to, to completely annihilate them. More than 30 million Chinese civilians were murdered by the Japanese. Not, you know, uh, not in an honorable way. More than 200,000 women in Korea were forced into prostitution. They were called comfort women, if you've ever read the stories. And we understood and knew that if we allowed that to come to our shores, that it would not be an honorable fight. You know, while in the European theater, six million Jews were starved and tortured and murdered and premeditated, misguided, demonically inspired attempt to rid the world of their kind. You know, there there are fights and then there are fights god forbid that it ever become a necessity that you enter into a conflict at school at work in the political arena in a home environment, in a family situation, in a business situation. But if you ever do, you make sure that you do the least that it takes in order to affect the security and the sanity of those who are in need. That you don't do it with joy in your heart, but you do it with a tear in your eye. That you fight only as a last resort, and that when you fight, you fight honorably. You are not there in that conflict to represent yourself, but to represent Almighty God. Romans the 12th chapter verse 20 says there, therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him drink, for in so doing you heap coals of fire on his head. You know, why am I sharing this tonight? Because I believe the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And I don't know who it is, uh, you know, whether you're on campus or you're online. But uh, somebody needs to stop tearing their family up. You need to stop destroying the lives. Difference of opinion, and you may have been forced to protect yourself or to separate yourself. You may have been forced to protect yourself. But that's not the same as being forced to destroy someone else. Number three. You know, number one, fight only as a last resort. Number two, fight honorably. But number three: fight to win. Fight to win. Jesus is going to come and fight a war, and it's not going to be a patty cake war. He's not going to be cruel, but he's going to be decisive. One of the things that we often consider in our american conflicts of late is are we fighting to win realize that there will be casualties and there'll be fewer casualties if you fight to win there are no acceptable losses every loss is regrettable but if we fight fight to win just like jesus when he faces his next unavoidable conflict it will be decisive 1 Corinthians, the ninth chapter in verse 26, the Apostle Paul says, I run thus. This is the way I run, he said. He was speaking about the previous verse. He said, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air. I'm not just beating the air. Listen, if you don't fight to win, you might be fighting for the next ten years. Hello? Hello? It's kind of odd probably for a preacher to stand up in the pulpit and say you might have to fight. I'm not talking about guns. I'm not talking about war. I'm not talking about weapons, okay? I'm talking about the everyday life that we face and the unavoidable conflicts that come our way from time to time. And I'm talking as well about the unavoidable conflicts that we face with the devil. It is unavoidable that you're going to have to fight a good fight of faith. You need to fight honorably and you need to realize that there is no other way. If there was another way Jesus would have died in vain. But we must stand up on our faith and we must make some declarations in our life. We must realize that greater is He that is in us than He that is in the world. And we must finish our course, run our race, and keep the faith. It is destined for us to be winners and not losers. We cannot quit in this fight of faith. We cannot decide that we're going to stop or quit or, or back up because it's hard, it's hurtful, it's costly. So tonight, my encouragement to you is threefold. If you find yourself in an unavoidable conflict, fight only as a last resort. But when it is a last resort, be honorable. Don't let the fight make you as bad as your enemies. Don't fight like your enemies fight. Don't let the other side determine what's right and wrong. And then, fight to win. And when you win, realize that God's going to help you rebuild as you often reach right back out to the people right back out to the situations to help rebuild lives that got hurt in the conflict. I talked to a friend today and his business was in Japan today helping to strengthen that economy. Isn't that ironic? They didn't even know it was Pearl Harbor Day. I said, well, you may not want to mention it (laughs) while you're there. (laughs) You know? We have to get on with life. Amen? Amen. Well, I hope you got what you needed tonight and realized that hopefully there's a better way out of most things. But when not, make sure you enter into any difficult struggles honorably. Stay right with Jesus. Okay, don't let the devil decide the rules of the war. And then win. Win for Christ. Amen. Thanks again for joining us for another powerful message from Pastor Ron Hammonds. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.